Shannon discovered this article when it talked about that uh, essentially research suggests that your happiness peaks in your 70s. So, which I thought was an interesting uh, concept. And then because I think, uh, I feel like people think about 70s essentially is you're, you know, elderly, right? Yeah. I mean, in theory, last time I checked, I don't know if theory, that in theory is the right way to put it, but last time I checked, um, the, uh, you know, like the lifespan of American, of American, you know, it depends on obviously ethnicity, but is like mid 70s. Yep. So, but this article from Axiom, is that what this is? Axios, excuse me. Axios says that they uh, did a study from basically uh, from AARP, which is a, you know, retirement kind of, uh, mm-hmm. that mainly caters to retired people. Right. Um, and by National Geographic found that happiness dwindles in middle age, but then spikes again in one's 70s and 80s. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We are going to explore the period in your life when you are the most happy. Happiest is a word, right? Yeah. Happiest, yeah. And you are the happiest, not most happy, the happiest. Yeah. So we're going to look at some recent research that suggests that um, taking care of yourself now is a good idea because that happy period might be later than we thought. Oh. Yeah. So, I thought you were going to be like talking about like college or oh, yeah. something like that. Well, I'm not talking about that. So uh, <laughs> that's not what the research we have says. So, but that might be from other research. Uh, before we jump into that, guys, we want to thank you for listening this week. You know, we do this show for you guys. That's the real thing. You know, that's the real truth. We do it for you. You know, we want to share some interesting topics. So um, one way you can let us know if you are enjoying the podcast is by giving us a rating review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the ATF podcast and shoot us a DM on there. Let us know what you think. True. Mm-hmm. So uh, in addition to that, uh, don't forget to share the podcast with a friend. You know, most podcast apps make it super easy to copy the link and send it off to somebody. So why don't you do that? Find one of the 360 so episodes that we've done <laughs> and just send them out. I think this actually might be, let me see, survey says, I was just looking at the episode. So um, this is episode number 360, right on the button. Oh. This is number 360. So you guys can text out uh, one of the 360 links to the episodes that we've done. Um, to uh, And trust me, you will find, uh, uh, we've talked about every topic essentially out there. So <laughs> I'm sure me. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not psychedelics, but we've definitely talked about that. So um, you guys need to go to addictedtofitness.lipson.com to see all 360. So just check that out and also visit aminoco.com slash ATF to uh, check out some of our favorite pre- and post-workout supplements. So on to training recap. Would you like Um, to go first? Sure. How was your training this week? 
Not much. Not much? I was not very high energy this week. Had what felt like I was just exhausted mm-hmm. all week. And I know I was coming off cold and things, so I kind of let myself have this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've definitely noticed over this weekend my energy picked back up. and We had a very busy weekend, so I feel like I am poised for success this next week. All but right. Well, I really don't have much to share for last week. <laughs> well, like you said, it's a, it's you know, you got to know when there's a great song that says you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. <laughs> so maybe you were just holding them this week, and you're not going to fold. I'm not going to fold. You're going to go. You're going to put it all in. I'm going to go all the way. Yeah. So, but you know, sometimes you need uh, that recovery time. Uh, to it's really, true. you know, I think of the week prior for me, I was uh, in recovery mode because I was having a cold. So I actually stayed away from jujitsu all the previous week. If you guys listened to the episode, uh, but this week I was back at jujitsu. I actually had, back at it. I think I went to three side desk private and then two separate jujitsu classes wow. that I went to. Um, very productive week. Um, it was even one of those ones where I didn't think I was going to go I, on Tuesday. I went to like two hours of jujitsu and I wasn't thinking I was going to go the second hour cause I was supposed to have an appointment with a client, but they canceled. So I stayed and stayed another additional hour or so at jujitsu. So much needed. Well, um, I was very happy to kind of do that to, uh, get back in the groove. Um, so and did some weightlifting also didn't get to Peloton this week, but I think I'm going to. Be make sure I can uh, add that to my uh, to my list this week. Repertoire. Yep. So uh, good retraining felt really good. Felt like uh, kind of got back into the groove this week. Very happy, and I'm looking. I'm looking to hear yours next week too about you getting yeah. back in the groove. Yeah. So uh, on to the main topic of discussion. So uh, Shannon discovered this article when it talked about that uh, essentially. Research suggests that your happiness peaks in your 70s. So, which I thought was an interesting uh, concept. And then because I think, uh, I feel like people think about 70s essentially is you're, you know, elderly, right? Yeah. I mean, in theory, last time I checked, I don't know if theory, that in theory is the right way to put it, but last time I checked, um, the, uh, you know, like the lifespan of American of American, you know, it depends on obviously ethnicity, but is like mid seventies. Yep. So, but this article from Axiom, is that what this is? Axios, excuse me. Axios says that they uh, did a study from basically uh, from AARP, which is a, you know, retirement kind of, that's uh, mm-hmm. mainly caters to retired people. Right. Um, and by National Geographic found that happiness dwindles in middle age, but then spikes again in one's 70s and 80s as people find themselves with more free time and less stress. So, I, I mean, which kind of that. makes sense, right? I mean, more people, most people retire in their mid-60s. Yep. Um, and then hopefully, I mean, obviously it's, I'm sure they're probably, uh, you know, uh, uh, surveying a, a specific group of people that may have retired with, uh, you know, have a retirement fund, 401k or things like that. Um, so they are, um, 
more well, you know, financially established. So when you're financially established, I think happiness is already at a, uh, at yeah. a higher level. Yeah, know? for sure. So, but it was interesting to think that, you know, I think people think in their younger ages, 40s and 50s, they might be happier. But once they, I can understand maybe the stress of, you know, getting to retirement or uh, the stress of putting your kids through. That's, I mean, that's pretty much high school and college time. If you have children, yeah. putting them through that, you know, I mean, that's uh that's, that is a ton of stress. So mm-hmm. I can see why, and you know, I mean, people talk about midlife crises and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure there's, especially with females, go through hormone changes in the middle age, um, and guys to a certain extent too, lack of testosterone or testosterone, yep. testosterone so is dwindling, I believe, at age 35. But I know females have like menopause probably in mid 40s, 50s. Uh, I think perimenopause starts in your 40s usually. Uh-huh. And you can go into menopause like late 40s, 50s. I think it's like your 50s. Gotcha. So, so uh, some other study or some other numbers from this uh study is that 34% of adults in their 80s and 20% of their of adults in their 70s say they're very happy compared to 18% in their 50s. So that's, I mean, a wide range. I mean, even people, I mean, the, the number was higher of people in their 80s. Yeah. Uh, it says, and 51% of adults in their 70s said they're optimistic about their futures compared to 44% in their 60s. So as people get older, according to this, they're actually more optimistic about their future than when they were younger. Yeah, I mean. It's interesting. With age comes wisdom mm-hmm. as well. I think you have a lot more perspective at that age and you're not maybe keeping up with the Joneses, like, you know, trying to, you're not trying to find necessarily something for you to dedicate your life to. Yeah, I guess you've already done so, right? You've sort of already found some direction. Maybe, you know, maybe you're reinventing yourself, but I think it's with a lot more confidence in your existing capabilities mm-hmm. like the t- my 20s i feel like my all of my 20s were me just trying to prove myself yeah mostly to myself but also to everything you know to the rest of the world so i think about like as you get older you know your 30s you start coming into a bit more experience but more confidence 40s I think you're you're really trying to just establish your family's mm-hmm. like roots and success. But I mean like when you get towards your 50s I think, you know, I get that dip that they talked about too because I could see the 50s really being like when you start thinking about retirement. Right. And you probably start stressing about retirement and figuring like, "Oh my god, I'm nowhere near where I thought I was going to be." Or, "Oh my gosh, like do I have enough money stored away and where do I want to live? And, you know, if your kids are in college, like what is that doing to you? Right. It's just like all these things. So I could, I could really see that. Like I really understand that a lot. Yeah. So it's a, in this article, they said that uh, the stressors associated, there are stressors, stressors, associated with getting older um the most that the the study found that independence brain health and strength relationships were 
were what older adults' top concerns were. I think, I mean, obviously... Uh, Surprised mobility's not more on there. Well, though. maybe that's under independence. You know, the maybe. ability to take care of themselves, get from point A to point B, both kind of like physically, yeah. but also like do so like whether you drive or you're able to get, you know, uh, some sort of car service or things. You know, I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I... I compare my parents and your parents, right? And I know my parents, you know, I, I, I have the uh, pretty confident my parents are happy. They live, you know, with a lot of their family members in the close vicinity. Obviously, my mom's father is still alive. My dad's mother is still alive. And so they are still very involved in taking care of them. Um, but I look at your parents and the fact the 55 up and up community Mm-hmm. is very, uh, very uh, enticing, in my opinion. Yeah, the active community. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well, that oh, that's why, yes, I should have prefaced that. But they are active. I mean, huge tennis courts, huge rec centers, golf, multiple golf courses. Um, and But they also go out and interact because, you know, obviously the community puts on social functions. But, I mean, it just seems like they that like is... Jam, like, they jam with their friends, like I my... Know. My stepdad does, and, you know, he's, like, he's, well, he was, like, president of the tennis club. Mm -hmm. My mom has, like, this group of ladies that they go out and do stuff together, and they've got friends that have, like, a boat membership, so they go boating. It really is, like, they have such a more... Like dynamic and engaging social life mm. than we do. No, even 100%. I mean, our daughter has a more active social yeah. life than we do, but it is, it is really like they look forward to season down here when everybody comes down because that's when like a lot of their friends come. Yeah, because they're full time down here. So, yeah, they're full timers. But so, and like I said, I and I, I think my parents spend their summers in New England. I, I know. Mean, come on. So, like I said, I think my parents. My parents are still working. Both are yeah. jobs. You know, your parents are. Even though your dad retired. Yeah, my dad retired and <laughs> He's went back retire to work. Twice. It was almost like he went back to work the next day. It seems like and for the at the same place. Anywho, but. Um, you know, that's what they enjoy. So, I mean, I shouldn't say it. Like, I think your parents, um, it seems that they, they're doing retirement right. And not everybody does. That's the thing, yeah. you know? So it's like, I think people can, uh, can somewhat not enjoy retirement. And I think that's linked to happiness, you know? And mm. they may not have the things like the independence and the brain health or the strength of relationships. I mean, that's, in my opinion, obviously, brain health is some things you can help and you can't help. Um, some things are hereditary, and there's some things you can do, but some things you can you can't like uh, can't um, prevent. Um, but I think strength of relationships you can always mm-hmm. kind of essentially work on. You know, you can put yourself in situations where relationships are always cultivated, and I mean, I think that's something we struggle with. Now in our, like you talk about, like (laughs) finding ourselves, you know, basically relationships. And it's like, it's funny. I, uh, I don't know if I ever told you this, but, 
Um, I've talked about some of the uh, the sauna experiences. Yeah. You know, and I met this one, you know, guy we talked about, you know, had this like some sort of back injury and got this mesh put in his body yep. um, like a decade ago and was having severe just issues, like always constantly sick and constantly sick. And finally got diagnosed that this mesh was poisoning him and uh, basically so found somebody here to get it, to take it out of him. And he got to take it out and was back and finally talking to him. He's like, yeah, I'm back to the road of recovery. And he's lifting again. And he was just like, man, he's like, I got, you know, talk about, you know, our dogs and stuff like that. He's like, oh, I got this little, uh, little tiny puppy. And it sounds like a, you know, German shepherd puppy or something. I was like, yeah, I got, you know, two year old big puppy. He's, <laughs> like, oh. he's like, oh, we should, you know, we should go to like dog park or hang out or something like that. And I was like, all right. And it's just like, it's like it's Man. so much challenge it's so challenging like I feel like in middle age yeah. to like essentially just like make new friends you know that's why it I mean is. for yeah. me I know jujitsu is a big help for me and that because it is you are it, you are forced to be intimate with people and I mean that is just yeah. like <laughs> it's a, it's a weird thing to say that out loud but it's like you're rolling around in your pajamas with people and you gotta you're doing things with your like, bodies very close together. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, but then you're also choking each other or, you know, trying to manipulate or each hyperextending joints, you know. So it's like there's a certain level of trust and, you know, kind of I guess you know, confidence that you have to have in yourself and the, the person you're working with. So right. it does kind of I think make a relationship. So uh but I think one thing I would love to do, and I think we've talked about before, is just before, and we've had a couple, but just more like dinner parties and just have people over and just, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Because one, um, obviously, that the strong relationship thing, that's great. Yep. Um, the conversations are always better, I think, in a, a quiet like uh, atmosphere, like comfortable atmosphere. Yep. You know, we went out Absolutely. this past weekend. And, and it was great. I mean, it was a couple we went out, we've been with multiple times. So it was very comfortable. But usually but, we're in the company of our children. Yeah. But they're, so yes, I will say that was kids. a, that was a, that was a pleasant uh, change. Uh, but even being out at a restaurant, you know, and not that like waiters interrupt you or anything like that, but there is like somewhat of a, uh, a, a flow, you know, I feel like a schedule when you're at a restaurant to a certain extent. Yeah, time. and it is, I mean, it's challenging to to talk over the sounds and, you know, like, I do like eating with people. Yeah. But it is, um, it is much more structured. And, I mean, you're sitting at a table staring at each other. Yeah. Like, I like kind of having a bit more movable space. Right. Being yeah. able to move around. Like, I I get not twitchy, but, like, I just like having something to do, <laughs> like, while I'm talking. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know why, but that, that I somehow agree. helps. I agree. So, yeah, it's, there's definitely a benefit to having those more, um, like, like you said, kind of quiet, but comfortable home type experiences Mm -hmm. like i just i tend to think we're in like that home body phase of our lives where we have a younger child it's a little bit challenging to coordinate our lives 
with anything that doesn't involve her. Mm. And to be honest, like, I don't want to do a ton of stuff without her. Like, certainly want to do some stuff. Right. But um, we genuinely like our child. And it's it's fun to spend time together as a family. So, yeah, like, having having a dinner where she can be there, but, like, she can go play and we can sit down and we can just kind of chat and relax. I would like to host more group things. Yeah, like, I agree. I kind of have an open house situation. Let people come by, like, you know, you kind of like acquaintance type people that you're friendly with, but you haven't really had a lot of time to spend together. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a good one. Sometimes, like, just friends you really enjoy, but you don't get a chance to see. Yeah. Like, we have some of those people, Adrian and Ashley. Yeah. You know who you are. Um, But, like, we've got we've got a lot of them. I mean. I know. I don't even know if everybody's listening to this mm. podcast. But, yeah, you know who you are on yeah. the list. So, I mean, like I said, I think that might be, it seems like in your 70s, you may have more opportunities to set those up. You know, we talk about we want to do them. It's just those times to actually do them are few and far between for us. But once we hit yeah. our seventies, apparently yeah. we can just socialize it all up. The time. So, but then I think I I like this because you know I don't like this. Obviously, it's kind of it, it's I don't know if confirmation bias is the right word, but you know I'm always looking towards I'm always looking towards uh, you know. To live longer, I want to live. You know, I'm looking for three digits. I'm 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 shooting for three digits, right? So mm-hmm. maybe four. Uh, but so what? What's that face for? I don't know. You just freaked out. Sorry, I got I got. I just remembered something. So oh. I was trying to keep it a secret. <laughs> <laughs> just you kept it a secret so, for me too, but you freaked uh, me out. It is uh, interesting and happy to hear that, you know, like, obviously, you know, people are actually happier later in life. Um, yeah. People who were tested in this study, you know, who responded to the survey. So, you know, I know it's not probably uh, 100% uh, just uh, attributed to the whole uh, elderly population, but it's good to see. And I think we know what kind of works and what kind of creates happiness, especially as you get older. Yeah. And I, I think for for those of us who think like, oh, after you turn 50, it's all downhill or, you know, something like that. Uh. I think there's there's a lot to the fact that, well, no, there's still a lot left of your life, hopefully. Right. Yes. You know, if you're lucky enough and taking care of yourself, all the things come together. If you're listening to this podcast. Yep, you know, absolutely. So that's one thing. I think that was in this article, I believe. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so, pumped to hear that. And I'm also pumped about this next part of the podcast. Because uh, it's what's got us pumped. So, what's got me pumped this week is what I'm going to say. Well, yes, you must now because... You had a moment. So I had, um, I mean, I could save this for next week, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> so uh, speaking of basically, I would say, what am I trying So, you know, about, I just mentioned that I'm very interested in longevity. 
So it's always interested me. Everything I do, especially health and fitness wise, is really one of my goals is to live as long as possible, but also as uh, vibrantly as possible. Yes. So there is a person I uh, follow a lot based on his information, uh, Peter Atia. Um, and he just came out with a book this week called Outlive. And it was, let me give me the title details. So it is the science and art of longevity. Uh, ground back in manifesto of living better and longer uh, than the conventional medical thinking on aging reveals a new approach to preventing chronic diseases and extending long-term health. So I got it as a audio book. And oh. I'm going to start listening to it. So Ooh. I'm very interested in it. That is exciting. And I'm pumped for it, I should say. That's very exciting. Yep. So I will hopefully, uh, I'm worried. Audiobooks, um, I'm not as, I don't have as much time as I used to to listen to audiobooks. Yeah. So I'm going to have to carve out some time. I should have got the actual book book. I feel like I know. I read that more. Kind of surprised I just, you didn't. <laughs> I just saw it and I was so excited. It's like, yeah, pulls by. <laughs> I got and I had like an audible credit and I just like went just bought it right away. So Well, you can do what I did. I've gotten some books on both. Uh-huh. Like I have some books in in both formats because I know I'm gonna need a physical copy even if I listen to the audio. We got some plane trips coming up, so yeah. I might be able to get some listening time on there. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What are you pumped for? Um, I am really pumped. Okay, don't judge me, but spring cleaning. (laughs) So I have been walking around the house. Now, I work at home. I've been walking around the house during the week, and I'm like, God, I am just sucking on my job of, like, taking care of the house. (laughs) Because I just, I especially the last month, I just don't feel like I've had any time. Yeah. Like even the weekends have been so crazy busy. And maybe because I know it's spring, maybe because I'm just coming out of this super intense month of March, which is my least favorite month of the year, by the way. Um, it is, it just ended up being spring cleaning this weekend mm-hmm. for us, I took a deep dive into Ella's bedroom, which has started filling up ever since Christmas. Like I usually do a big, big like haul around Christmas and I clear a bunch of stuff out. So she's got a bunch of room for her new stuff. This year, ever since that time she's been gathering all these tiny little toys like little tchotchke kind of toys and they've been covering every surface of her room the windowsills the bookshelves I mean everything (laughs) it has been driving me nuts and every weekend I'm like Ella Go clean up your stuff. You know, go clean off, please. Let me see the surface of your desk. There's a desk under there somewhere you could use. Doesn't happen. 
like a little tiny bit, little chip chip, you know, a little pile here, a little pile there. It's back, like tripled by the end of the week. So this weekend, it happened. Mm -hmm. I told her, I was like, you can start going through your stuff and start throwing stuff away because if you don't, mommy's going to. And I was like, I'm just going to throw it in the trash. And she did. She actually sat down and she like said, like, yep, you can throw these things away. I may have like, you know, snuck in and then shimmied out with a couple items that she didn't really notice. Mm -hmm. But usually they were things like up in her closet or something. And I mean, I cleaned her closet. I cleaned her desk. I cleaned her bookshelves. I rearranged the furniture in the bedroom, mm -hmm. which always, I don't know if there's anybody else out there, it just like breathes new life. Like I'm not even living in every day in her room, but I spend a good amount of time in there and I don't know what it is. I was just not feeling her current arrangement and I'm like, all right, we're going to change it up. We're going to do something different and I'm still not in love with it because I think we still need to... We have a lot of her baby furniture in there. We need to give her some upgraded furniture at some point. But I'm really happy with what I did today. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I'd say like two trash bags worth of stuff we threw out. And I got her to donate, like to say yes, donate that like little clunky plastic, what was that, like a cash cash yeah. register like yeah, grocery store grocery checkout yeah. corner that she uses maybe once every two months for 10 minutes and then it just sits in her room and i was like do you need this anymore like i had to ask a couple times but she said yes donate it mm. donate it to someone else and i was like thank you like it freed up so much space in her in her room i mean we cleaned we cleaned everything. I cleaned the floors. I cleaned all the surfaces. Like, this has been driving me bananas. And then it prompted me, like, I started cleaning other parts of the house. Mm -hmm. I started cleaning baseboards. I started, you know, I folded all the laundry today. I never do that. Mm -hmm. I am so the person who lets the clean laundry sit in the basket for five to seven days until, you know, I have to pick through it ultimately and use it for new laundry. Mm -hmm. It just, like, it just, everything felt so good. I just felt like everything was finally getting cleaned. I dusted services. It was spring cleaning, man. It just really fills a need in my soul. <laughs> Well, that's good. That's to something to be pumped for. A little bit, yeah. I mean, really, this is this is going to keep going. It's going to be a being pumped for for days at least. Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to hear that uh, cleaning the house makes you feel better. Makes yes, and, and throwing stuff out. That's true. That too. Um, so Excited. we'd love to know what you're pumped for, guys. So let us know by leaving a rating review. Um, you can tell us in that review. You say, hey, I'm pumped for this podcast. That's what I expect you to believe. Um, <laughs> but you could also uh, reach out to us on Instagram at the ATF Podcast. Support our sponsors at AmitoCo. Go to AminoCo.com slash ATF to learn more. And you got anything else for them tonight? 
This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at the ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.